Hey, nature lovers. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth episode of The Naturalist. In this episode, I'll be interviewing Dr. Egypt Aridia about topics including simple living, well-being, holistic medicine, and vegan lifestyle. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Okay, so I'm really glad to have you on the show today. And if you could just introduce yourself to the viewers that may not already be familiar with you. Right. Hello, everybody. My name is Dr. Egypt Iradier. I'm a holistic medical doctor, nature lover, metaphysical wellness coach. I'm also a poet and a naturopathic physician. Great. I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, so the first question I would like to ask you, why, why the career path? What made you choose it? Okay. So I have a very multi-passionate interdisciplinary career path, I guess, if you want to put it like that. Um, but primarily one of the main roles that a major hats I wear is as a physician and a, I guess a natural healer. That's essentially what a naturopathic doctor is. So we use tools like you know, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, and very much having regular contact with nature to foster people's healing. And in terms of why I chose that, my story wasn't so straightforward. I actually started training as in conventional medicine. So I went down the traditional conventional medical education pathway. And I did that for a few years and enjoyed it for the most part, but I felt like, you know, something was missing or a few things were missing. I felt like we weren't really getting to the heart of what healing meant for a complete natural living human being by just prescribing mostly medications. I wanted more and I believe that since we are all inherently natural beings, the best source of our healing should be nature itself. So that put me on a journey of exploration and soul searching and research and self-education or re-education. And that's how I got um, sort of into the naturopathic medicine um, pathway. Yeah, and how, how do you think like your upbringing uh, influence it do you think like nature uh, played a role in your upbringing at all I think it influenced it greatly it was funny because I'm actually a city gal for you know most of my upbringing I grew up in cities um you know with the like lots of tall buildings lots of concrete concrete jungles essentially but I always felt a deep yearning for nature and to be like in more natural spaces. So like I would enjoy going to the parks and open playgrounds and I would be that kid that always wanted to climb up a tree and look at the birds. And I would feel soothed just by, you know, seeing things like bodies of waters, like lakes and streams and just those like the few exposure to nature that I did have, I felt it was so nourishing to my soul. So I'd always seek like um, aspects of nature, even though I did grow up in the city, um, not, I guess, a typical and natural environment. And I grew up mostly in the UK, in London, which if any of your listeners know of it, like it is very city based for the most part. 
but I always felt more comfortable and more fully myself just interacting with nature or natural elements in one way or another. So I guess my typical upbringing my, by my parents wasn't really influenced a lot by nature, but my soul always used to seek out nature. <laughs> that is funny because I'm actually also somebody that lives in the city, but always was really influenced by nature. It's like, mm. even though I live in the city, I love exploring forests. And I, I feel like it's the case for a lot of people, which, you know, they don't have nature, like they don't experience it every day, but they, they still really like it and they want to experience it. That's why, you know, I'm trying to teach them about nature and you're also uh, trying to teach them about nature. Uh, do you perhaps have any, like your favorite memories related to nature? They don't necessarily have to be, be like related to your upbringing, but like in general. Um. Yes. I well, I have a few. Um. I'd say I remember when I was younger and in school we went to a field trip to Wales, and we weren't. I I can't even remember the name of like the mountains, but I in the field trip up to the mountains and I you know seeing things like sheep and so much open spaces and just having been brought up in London and then going on this very nature-based field trip, I guess, was like, it gave me such a feeling of deep connection to the world, to myself, and everything just seemed so like serene. You know, I look at the sheep, there were so many, um, so many sheep and like look at the different mountainscapes and the forest just on the actual journey because we actually took a coach from London so you know they carried a, a bunch of students via um, road transportation so that was mm -hmm. beautiful to experience that and to move at that pace like we didn't use a train that was like you know faster or what have you so I got to like just look out the window and I just felt like this is just like oh my god this is so amazing and I still have that memory I mean I, I went on this trip probably when I was like 11 but the memory is so poignant in my mindscape like that really um that really touched me and through my teenage years my early adulthood years I got more exposed to nature just from things like um, you know personal hiking trips with friends with certain groups and I always found like whenever my head was you know feeling ungrounded I felt like I had too much going on in life I just had to reconnect with a piece of nature and sometimes it didn't even involve going out Chris it was like simple things like looking outside the window right watching the sun um looking at the trees and the light just streaming in so again one can connect with nature even indoors and so those memories are really profound in my mind and I just yeah they created beautiful experiences for me for sure that is great to hear I, I really like the memories you've made so you said it's definitely possible to connect with nature like indoors. Uh, do you have any ways uh, that you'd like to personally connect with nature when you're sitting inside? Maybe some that you could recommend to the viewers? Almost definitely. Um, 
I would say for me, I'm I'm also into metaphysics. I'm a metaphysical wellness practitioner. So I find like with that whole exploration of spirituality and metaphysics, it's a very nature-informed practice in of, it, of itself. There are like little things like simple rituals that I would do like at home that connect me deeper to nature. It's it's sometimes it's simple things as like, you know, lying in a candle or an incense, which is again connected to that fire element, which is a primordial, you know, like the four element theory. It's a primordial element of nature, like earth, fire, water, and spirit and what have you. And that is one way that I guess I connect with nature. And even if you think about it, like everyday practices, domestic practices like cooking, like for any of your listeners um, out there who's a foodie or food enthusiast, just like there is a disconnect we have when we say order um, food or takeout or when we go out to a restaurant, right? Because the food is already there prepared. We didn't really get our hands dirty to make it or, you know, feel the textures, chop the vegetables, what have you. But I find cooking, the simple act of cooking or preparing food, you know, allows us to connect with nature because food, plants, vegetables, I'm plant-based, so I talk a lot about plants and fruits and vegetables, but they are inherent elements of nature. They grow from the soil, they're from the earth, the soil. So just things like regular food preparation, you know, having to wash the vegetables, cut the vegetables, prepare your meals, cook home-based foods. That's one of a, a simple um, way that people can, um, I guess, bring more nature into their lives. And another one, I would say maybe just simple things like, you know, um, relationship with animals. Animals are like a part of nature. They're fellow beings that we share the earth with. So having um, a house um, animal like a cat a dog a fish goldfish rabbit snake whatever like anyone's interested in and nurturing a relationship with another being that's like you know interspecies not hu- a non-human being is a very powerful way to remind us that we all share this earth and that we are all natural elements and should interact with other natural human and non-human beings so those are just like a few tips i don't know if that really answered your question but i hope so yeah it definitely did now now that you mentioned it actually i just realized that cooking is a really natural task you could say i guess because i i realized that people have been cooking for like a really long time like indigenous people uh, you know our predecessors and like it just shows how you know this one simple task can really like bring us back to our roots i guess you can say which is yeah. really interesting in, its, in itself. And you also mentioned you're a vegan, right? Yes. Okay, so do you have any favorite foods as a vegan that you like to prepare? Oh, I'm such a foodie. So I have <laughs> a few things I do like my food, especially if it's healthy. It gives me an excuse to eat more of it. Um, so I, I, I like to make you know, different dishes. I'm, I'm a ninja and different sauces and things like that. But I, I like making vegan pizzas. It's funny because, you know, for some people who are new to the plant-based diet, vegan diet, 
they think like you can enjoy proper pizza when you're vegan or proper cake and what have you. But I enjoy making all manner of, you know, plant-based vegan cakes. I make cookies, I make pizzas, I make salads. And for me, a salad is not just like a bunch of like lettuce thrown together with some avocado slices. I'll put, you know, like tomatoes, sun-dried tomatoes, onion, olives, a little bit of oil, dressings i use a lot of um herbs you know so Mm -hmm. basil organo sage and things like that so i like to make very nutrient dense salads and salad dressings um ice creams i love making um dairy free milk free ice creams as well those are probably oh and chocolate let's not forget chocolate (laughs) i do enjoy making vegan chocolate yes great so you, you mentioned you made chocolate yourself. Yes. Oh, that is lovely. It must be. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it must be great. It does. It does. Great. So uh, since you're a vegan and you're like a person that's really connected with nature, uh, you're probably also a very simple person in terms of lifestyle, I would assume. Right? Yes. Yes. So how how would you describe like your your lifestyle as a minimalist i could say yes um so this path of simple living or i i say voluntary simplicity because it's one that i'm intentionally trying to um step into more of that paradigm in my life was chosen chris because a while ago, I would say probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I was very much in the rat race of life, you know, even though in the background, I always explore things like, you know, Eastern philosophy and spirituality, but a part of me got sucked into this, um, what is conceived as conventional success cycle where it's busy 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 grow trying to climb up the career ladder and my life was complicated and the thing was deep down i didn't feel fulfilled or happy and then just for a series of personal exploration and inner work i stumbled deeper into the path of simple living and minimalism And for me, that's just a process where I intentionally choose to curate experiences over curating things or, and I prefer to be more of a creative or creator rather than a consumer, because it seems like the world we live in these days, especially in more westernized nations or more, um, I guess, industrialized nations, it's very much pushed upon us like we should be buying, buying, buying and busy, busy, busy and acquiring more stuff regardless of where the condition of our inner lives. And it came to a point in my life, I just realized that I was accruing all these material objects and things, but it wasn't feeding my inner joy and it wasn't giving me a sense of balance or harmony or connection with myself or the greater world. And um, I chose to step out of that paradigm. So I'm on a journey to just constantly simplify my life and just have less things. And I value more like, you know, connections like the one we have today, conversations, deep and enriching conversations that I get to share my voice and I get to learn from people like you. 
rather than just shopping or constantly being busy in frivolous affairs. So, the media or? Yes. Um, oh, yes. I'm a digital minimalist. I, I have, I'm on no social media platform apart from one. So I'm on elo.co because that's like, it's like a social platform for creative. So it, it doesn't really work in the conventional way that most other social media platforms where like you know you follow people and there's a lot of engagement and influencer culture so elo is a it's 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 a less noisy platform where people are mostly creators putting content out and that's the only platform that i'm on i'm not on the other traditional ones because i am i just feel chris there's only so so much time that I have on this earth and I want to be mindful of how I use that time I can't be everywhere at all times and I'm also trying to be more intentional about the amount of information and the sources of information that I allow into my mind and just being connected on too many platforms I feel exposes me to just a lot of like toxicity or opinions of others that might not necessarily be my own and just you know even if everything was good it's just it's personally for me it's just too much to be able to deal with so I I keep my life simple again and yeah I try and limit my time on social media platforms and try and curate how much time I also just spend online on the in, in the you know using the internet and browsing in general yeah yeah, I think that's a really good choice, actually, since, well, my job is heavily connected with, you know, social media because it's basically required. But trust me, if I had a chance to drop all social media, I would totally do it because I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's really beneficial to me. Like I get a lot of content pushed onto me that's, you know, not making me feel the way I want to feel. Like instead, I will just, you know, compare myself to other people or, you know. Yes. miss out on things which i well i don't want to miss out on them but if i didn't know they exist i wouldn't you know be fearful miss of out. missing out <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's why i think social media isn't really healthy especially like you know living simple is a really really cool concept that i think more people should uh should try at least once because well even if you try and fail you you tried something new i, I think that's the point since you mentioned we don't have much time on the earth anyway and trying out new things is is definitely one of the the things to try out. I guess you can say. Yes, no, I I agree with you there, Chris. Especially like you know, um, you're the naturalist. Your podcast is a naturalist. For me, simple living is the most natural way to live. If we look at nature, nature is complex, but at the same time, she's very simple. And um, you know, we're we're wild human beings you know there, that's another um i guess naturalist type concept is of one of human rewilding that is like when we get back to our natural rhythms and our natural pace of life and for me i feel like the human is not designed to be sitting for hours a day consuming so much information coming out from a screen there's so many i mean the research is coming out how like 
so much screen exposure can affect our health. And as a physician, I, I've done my own research, things like the LED lights from the screens, how they can affect your eyesight, how it affects your cognition and your concentration or ability to focus. Even using a lot of screen at nighttime can affect one's sleep. So there's just so many detrimental effects that are not always put to the forefront when the different companies that are promoting the next, you know, new social media platform, they don't talk about the negative effects. It's all the glamorous effects of social media and how it's good for you and keeps you connected. But I, how I see it, it's like, what's the point of being so connected online if we are disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from the natural world? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. So how, how do you think if there's a listener out there that's using out of social media, how, how do you think one could like connect back to nature? Yes, um, that's a good question. I would say it's just be mindful of trying to incorporate sessions where you are unplugged and disconnected where, you know, digital sabbaticals, if you like, this could be unplugging for a couple of hours in the day, if your job permits it. And, you know, for, for, for most jobs, at least, you know, when you get home, you can unplug, right? Even if you can't unplug right while actually working, but like trying to just unplug and do things in the more concrete, tangible analog world, things like cooking, taking a walk, spending time with family, reading the book, meditation, exercise, doing those activities that doesn't require you always staring at a screen would be one thing. You could even take things like um, a digital fast, say one day a week in the weekend, you limit all online use or screen use if that is possible for you. And if that isn't, it could be just limiting it for a couple of hours. And just also, I think embracing that, the, the, the ideology that it's okay to miss out, that you don't have to be connected and knowing what everybody or your friends are doing all the time. Because like you mentioned earlier, Chris, like. I've noticed that even in myself, when sometimes I'm looking at people's, even things like websites or um, what they're posting online, it can spark this notion of like, oh, you're not quite doing enough in your life or you're not doing as good as somebody else and you start to compare yourself and that isn't healthy. So it's good for us to just create space and time to step away from that and just do us, whatever that is. If that's you making music, if that's you even watching a movie, at least you're not online for the most part, if it's not, you know, being streamed from online or just do something, you know, in the real world because our lives truly exist in the here and now, in the real world, not, you know, on screens. Yeah, that's a great message. I definitely agree with that. Um, so we're coming to 22 minutes, 24 minutes, actually, and mm. it's going to be almost the end of the episode, but I want to ask you if you have anything to add from yourself, any messages, any call to actions, perhaps? Um, so I would say just who, just try and think of ways that you can embrace natural living, embrace nature into your life. When we do that, nature is a balm for the soul it's a balm for the mind and it can also help us to loosen or release some of our physical stressors 
So perhaps if the weather permits, like take a walk today or buy a house plant or consider caring for another uh, non-human being, like getting a cat, a dog, nurturing a goldfish, anything, just really finding simple ways that you can reconnect yourself back to nature. I think you will find that it will bring a lot more harmony and balance and just sanity back into your life. Great message. Thank you. Uh, so if any of the listeners are interested in finding you on any of your platforms, do you have any websites that they can find you on that you want to recommend? Yes, thank you. So all my work and offerings, um, which will be coming out more of, can be found at my on my website at www.manifestingalchemy.com. That's www manifestingalchemy.com and there you'll find links to my offerings my poetry and feel free to reach out if you want to know more about me thank you great i was i'm really happy to talk to you and i'm pretty sure the listeners enjoyed it as well thank you thank you chris i really enjoyed the conversation <laughs>